The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. How's that going for you? What a tall order that is. Be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Notice what Jesus doesn't say. Be pretty good. That would be nice. He doesn't say... Be regular and average. That'll be okay. He doesn't say be just okay. Notice he doesn't say settle for second best. He doesn't say, oh, it doesn't matter how you are. I love you anyway. Isn't that interesting? He says something very demanding and very challenging. Be ye perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And as the Lord says this, he is speaking on two levels, one of which is aspirational. In other words, aspire to something better. Aspire to something more in your life and something more out of yourself. And then he, but the second part of that is, but do more than aspire, actually try and do it. Don't just have a big desire. Don't just set a great goal, but then actually move toward it actually begin to do it, actually begin to realize it. What he's not saying is be absolutely flawless tomorrow or absolutely flawless right now. But he is saying have the perfection of God before your eyes and move in that direction. In other words, be better than the world around you. 
What a demanding and important message that is because we Christians often follow, fall into the trap of being no better than the world around us. We're just as impatient. And the proof of that is almost any church parking lot after Mass as we're in a hurry to, uh, to leave. We are just as impatient as the world around us. We are just as short-tempered as the world around us. We are just as prone to stretch, bend, and even deny the truth as the world around us. We are just as ready to hold a grudge as the world around us. And so the Lord is saying to his believers, that's not what I'm saving you for, to be just like the world around you, to remain in that impatience and that pettiness and that resentfulness. Rather, I expect that the one who follows me, the one who believes in me, is different from and better than in his character and in his acting the world that doesn't know me or knowing me makes no difference. So as the Lord challenges his church, what he's really saying is, if you are no different from those who don't know me, then I make no difference in your life. And my name is just a name that you say. How important then this is. But as the Lord speaks this way, he also puts in front of us what that difference must be. What is this perfection of the Heavenly Father that he calls us to? And it is this difficult but important note of the love for one's enemies. So let me ask you, how's that working for you? Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. And note what he doesn't say. He doesn't say pray for their conversion. He doesn't say pray that they be different. He simply says pray for them without judgment. Pray for them, for their good, not for your good. What a remarkable commandment that is. Love your enemy. Not love your children, not love the grandkids, not love mom and dad, not love your spouse. Love the one who makes your life difficult, even miserable. Love the one who has wounded you and perhaps continues to do so. Love the one who disagrees with all of your values. Love the one who threatens your way of life. Love your enemy. What a odd commandment. And yet the Lord says, this is what makes us different. Because anybody can love his friend. Anybody can love his family. 
anybody can love the person who does good to him. There's absolutely nothing heroic, nothing remarkable, nothing particularly good or great about that. That's the minimum. That's ordinary. And he's saying to his faithful, don't fall into the trap of patting yourself on the back and simply saying, but I'm really good to my kids. Because Jesus is saying, I hope so. Gee, you know, it, it, and we, we fall into these funny traps. Every now and then you'll hear uh, a conversation, you know, I met the bishop the other day and, and with, with a note of surprise, and he's a really nice guy. And you sit there and say, like, I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. That should be the minimum expectation. I should not be surprised. But we have that. We have this idea that somehow goodness is surprising. And Jesus is saying, from the Christian, nothing should be less surprising than goodness. It should surprise the world, but we should not be surprising to one another in that way. That should be the basic expectation, goodness and patience. And so as the Lord speaks this way, he says, this is what sets us apart, that we don't easily hate our enemies, that we aren't easily provoked to anger, that we are not always looking for the negative to hold against someone, but rather we can find a positive to say even about the one who has wronged us or wounded us. And then his example because this is what makes you most like God. And he says, what does God do? Imagine this. Imagine where the sun is shining on us right now, right? Suppose God only let the sun shine on those of us here who are holy. How many of us would be in the sunshine? It's not confession, so don't raise your hand or hold your hand back. But think about that for a second. But good or bad, just or unjust, truthful or untruthful, the light and the warmth of the sun are given by God to every single one of us. Because it's not our goodness that calls his goodness to us. His goodness is simply good. And it's goodness for everyone, not goodness for some. The rain falls, Jesus says, to fertilize the fields of the good and the fields of the bad. Because God's care and God's goodness are good. Not sometimes, but all the time. And not for a handful not for a select few, but for everyone. This is the perfection that Jesus is speaking about. God is perfectly good to everyone. And so the Lord says, that is what we are called to be. That is what we are called to do, to be good to everyone. 
And that goodness might express itself in different ways. But the simple fact of the matter is the Lord says we seek the good of all and the ruin of none. The world around us doesn't work that way. It likes to tear down. It likes to attack. It likes to diminish. And Jesus says, but God lets the sun shine on those who obey him and on those who disobey him, on those who love him and those who turn their back to him. The sun still shines. The rain still falls. Because God is about being good, not about settling scores. And Jesus says then, it should be this way with us. This is the perfection he calls us to aspire to. He doesn't say you're going to reach it right away, but he says that's the direction we want to be moving in, where my goodness is no longer so selective, so particular, but has an expansiveness and a generosity about it, where it is goodness for everyone. And how beautiful we can reflect on that here, because in just a few minutes, this same Jesus Christ, who is the very living perfection of God, will be right here. And note, he who is the only begotten Son of the one who causes the sun to shine on the just and the unjust alike is going to be right here in the front of the sanctuary. And he is going to offer himself completely to all of us, saint and sinner alike. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm more on the sinner side than the saint side. And note how good this is, how perfect this is, how wonderful this is. Jesus offers himself completely because that's who he is and what he does. Not based on how good I am or how good you are, but because of how good he is. And because he is so good, every one of us can come forward and receive him. What a wonderful gift indeed that is. Amen.